Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Odds On Podcast, your home of football and sports betting. My name's Dan Tracy and for the next 45 minutes I'm joined by two top guests as we dissect all the numbers, look for the value and find those long shots before this weekend's football action. As I say, it's not just me on the show today, so before we start waxing lyrical about wagers, let's get the introductions out of the way. First up, I'm joined by Sam Tizzle. Now, Sam made a couple of super sub appearances last season. You've been promoted to the first team. On behalf of myself and Jamie, welcome aboard and I hope all is well. Thank you very much, boys. Absolutely buzzing for this season. Really looking forward to it. Massively enjoyed my time on the show last year. It's going to be a little bit sad, actually, I think, for viewers and myself, actually. Uh, with Craig not being there, he did a fantastic job, but uh, he gave me the well wishes and he's, uh, yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to doing it um, and I'm yeah, thankful for Craig and you guys for giving me the opportunity. Not a problem and last but certainly not least is Jamie Brown. Jamie, I hope you're well rested after the summer break and ready to chat betting yeah. all over again. Yeah, definitely and obviously great, great to have Sam on board, obviously a couple of times he was on the show last season. Obviously, always great to talk football with him. And uh, yeah, obviously, a, another new season starting. It's obviously quite crazy how quickly it's come around. Um, lots of really exciting football to kind of look to, uh, look to, forward to um, this weekend. Obviously, the championship kicking off. I'm really excited for the championship. Obviously, we're going to talk through a couple of the teams, how we think this season is going to play out. But uh, as I'm sure we'll kind of work out, there's lots of stacked teams in the championship this year. I think, obviously, it's always an exciting division, but I think particularly this year is going to be really good and there's some great teams. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to, to getting back started. Absolutely. Also, just a quick thanks to Craig, who's moved upstairs to the boardroom as director of podcasts. We may get the odd guest appearance from time to time, but on behalf of everyone, I just want to say thanks for all your time and insights last season. OK, that's all the intros out of the way, so let's get down to business. And, of course, before we start... Wherever you bet, check first with freebets.com, your best place for offers, tips and insights. And from a social media point of view, if you're placing any bets this weekend, let us know via the odds on podcast hashtag. And who knows, we may be discussing your winners on next week's show. OK, where should we start first? Well, a new EFL season gets underway this weekend, so it's time to look at the runners and riders when it comes to both the title winners and automatic promotion. First up, we go to current favourites Leicester, odds of 4-1. to one. Sam, is that something that you agree with? So, I understand why they're one of the favourites, obviously. I think the three teams that have come down from that division have got to be the favourites. I don't know if Leicester justify their strong favouritism as they are. They're 4-1, to one, where you look at the other teams around them, Leeds and Southampton around 7-1 to one and 15-2. I don't think there's that much difference in terms of squad balance and squad strength. I think you could argue Leicester do have the strongest attack in this league. I think they've got an unbelievable attack. I think defensively, the addition of Connor Cody coming in gives them a shout of possibly having the best defence in the league. It's the midfield where I'm kind of looking at it and going, right, they have got some great additions in there with Harry Winks. I think Dewsbury Hall could be really good in this league. But obviously losing Tielemans, Madison and Barnes, I'm looking at it and going, where's the midfield talisman in there? And I think you need that in the Championship. You need people that really get to grips with the game and have that creative edge and flow in the Championship. And I think they need to discover who that player is going to be early doors to really link up that defence and give the attack uh, the sort of, yeah, the, the, style, the style of play that need in the middle to really the attack up and give the, the attacking uh, players everything that they need to score the goal. So I think 4-1 is possibly a little bit on the short side, but I definitely think that they are going to be one of the top three teams this season. Well, Jamie, as Sam alludes to there, Leicester have lost Madison, Barnes, Tielemans. That main creative pipeline has been cut off. So is this going to be the first challenge for new boss Enzo Mareska? 
No, I still think there's plenty of quality in that squad. And for me, I do think they, they are without doubt the favourites. Of course, the odds suggest that as well. And uh, yeah, I really like the look of them this season. Um, I think Enzo Maresca, I think that's a really interesting appointment. Obviously, someone that worked very closely with Pep Guardiola last season. So I'm sure he would have learned a lot from that. Um, I think they've made some astute signings as well. Obviously, Harry Winks, a guy I know very well, um, you know, been a Spurs fan. I think that's a really good addition for them. I think he's, you know, if he can stay fit um, and kind of get back to the levels that, you know, he's capable of, I think that's a really good signing. Uh, Sam mentioned, obviously, Connor Cody coming into the team. You know, a free transfer, I think that that's another really good signing as well. Stefan Mavidi, I think that's an interesting one, obviously, coming over from France. I think that that could be a really interesting signing coming in from for their attack. Uh, I know they're also being linked with Kasady, uh, obviously Chelsea midfielder, uh, one of the younger guys. And maybe that could be the midfielder that, that, that Sam was talking about that they needed. Um, he looks like a really, really promising player, obviously, currently at Chelsea. Obviously, that would look like it'd probably be a loan deal. I know that that's one that they're kind of working on at the moment. So that could be a really good addition as well. So, um, you know, obviously kept a few um, key key names as well, um, Leicester. So, yeah, I, I think they are, of course, of course, as I said, odds make them the favourites. And uh, I really like the look of them as well. So, uh, yeah, excited to see Leicester next season in the Championship. Now, if it's not to be Leicester, what about the other two sides that were relegated out of the Premier League just a few months ago? Both find themselves at 7-1 to one to win the title. Sam, what do you make of Southampton's chances under Russell Martin? I really like the look of Southampton in the Championship this season. I think, for me, their squad's probably the most balanced squad when I look at it. I think they're sort of set up all over the, all over the pitch. Defence, midfield, attack, it's all there, uh, especially at this sort of level. Obviously, there's a couple of things that we've got to look at over the last next couple of weeks, and that's the transfer window, the sagas that's going on around James Ward-Prowse and Lavia as well. So it remains to be seen what's going to happen. With, I think Lavia is the one that actually at this stage looks like he could be the most likely to leave. Um, I look at it and think, I don't think they want to sell both of them. I think one goes and one stays. Uh, there's a lot of talk at the moment saying that Ward-Prowse is actually really settled at Southampton and he's, and he's going to be happy to, to play the season out. His family are settled down in Southampton. I think it might actually be a case that we see Ward-Prowse staying captain the team this season with Lavia going out, which could give them probably £50 million, I think it will take for them to accept bids from the Premier League. So that £50 million, if we can get that in the next couple of days and obviously reinvest some of that money back into the squad, I think Southampton could be in good shape there. But I think it depends to be seeing what happens with that midfield there. But I think with likes of Libermento and Walker-Peters as well, the defence, I mean, obviously you've got the likes of... Um, Shea Adams and Armstrong in the attack. I think Southampton are in a good position, and I think that 15 to 2 is actually not a bad price. Well, Jamie, what do you make of the Southampton transfer window in terms of outgoings? Because as Sam mentioned, Romeo Lavia, James Will Prowse still on the books as we yeah. talk, but do you yeah. envisage either or both of them playing Championship football next season? If not, is it going to hamper their chances of winning the title? Yeah, no, do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm definitely with Sam there in terms of I think it will only be one that goes and then I think that that will probably be Lavia. I think he will end up going to Liverpool. They look very strong trying to um, trying to get him. Obviously, have made some pretty big offers as well and I think they could get a massive fee for him. I think they were looking around about £50 million. I think Liverpool were offering just kind of shy of that. So, I think a deal will eventually get struck there and... Um, Obviously, they'd be losing a very good player in Navia, but to kind of get those sort of funds, you really think they could go and reinvest that. Um, it does look like James Ward-Prowse might potentially stay. Obviously, it's West Ham that we're in for him. Um, David Moyes kind of looks like he really wants him, but uh, West Ham, they 
quite short in their what they're offering at the moment. Thirty million pounds is what they're offering. It looks like um, Southampton are kind of really insisting on getting forty for him. So I think that James Ward-Prowse will probably end up staying. And you know, again, you know, a guy who's their captain, really key player, obviously fantastic from set pieces. So I think they'll keep hold of him. They've also kept hold of some some other players as well. You know, the likes of Alcaraz, uh, Belakocha, Joe Aribo, who I really like as well. Uh, Carl Walker-Peters, uh, Bazunu, of course, the goalkeeper. So I think there's, again, you know, another team. Obviously, I mentioned Leicester and doing well and keeping some of their players and, and a strong core group. I think Southampton are exactly the same. So that's another team I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing next season. So, uh, yeah, I think they'll keep James Ward-Prowse. They're getting a big amount of money for Lavia and... Uh, should give them a good opportunity to go and reinvest that. Now, Sam, Leeds are the other side that not only suffered the drop, but have also changed managers over the summer. Daniel Farker is the next man in the Ellen Road hot seat. Now, how do you like the club's chances of winning the title at 7-1? to one? Do you know what? There's a surprisingly positive feeling about Leeds fans um, coming into this season. I'm obviously living in the area, so a lot of my mates are Leeds season ticket holders, etc. And, yeah, I think they're for a good season with Daniel Farker. I mean, a very experienced manager at this level. And this is probably, you could argue, this is possibly the best team that he's maybe had to manage in the championship as well. So I'm excited to see what he can do with the squad. Uh, it looks like they've kept a lot of their teams together, to be quite honest with you as well, which is massive for them. Uh, if Patrick Bamford stays fit, obviously that's a massive bonus for him. He's got to try and work out how he manages to get the most out of uh, Bamford this season. But I think we've liked some sinister in there. I think he could be, deadly in this league. If he if he stays fit the whole of the season, I think there's a lot to build a team around there. And obviously, Jack Harrison's still there as well. So, Harrison knows this league inside out. And there's a few players in this Leeds team that have got this experience in the Championship. Obviously, we know what it's like going to Ellen Road. It's probably going to be one of the best atmospheres you're going to see in the league this season. And it's going to be everyone's favourite away day, you'd imagine as well. Everyone wants to go there. And obviously, we've got to talk about the 49ers as well now. Fully pledged and invested so they'll be keen to bring back Premier League football at the nearest opportunity. So I think that with the 49ers being on board, they're going to be chucking money at this project. And I do think that Leeds, yeah, 7-1, to one, I think that's not a bad prize. Well, it's certainly an interesting time at Ellen Road, Jamie. You can also look at Leeds getting promoted as a bet because you can currently get odds of 9-4 to four on either a top two finish or an eventual playoff win. Is that a bet that offers a better balance between both risk and reward? Um, yeah, potentially. I mean, I, I, I'm slightly less optimistic about Leeds this season. I do think they've got the right appointment in, in Daniel Farker. I think that that's, you know, an interesting one. Obviously, got a good track record in the division as well. Did very well during his time at Norwich. So, I'm interested to see how they do get on this season. Um, you know, Sam did mention they have kept some players. Obviously, some players also have gone as well. Obviously, Rodrigo, I think Robin Cox gone as well. Aronson, obviously, a guy they've lost. Um, Wilfred Nonto, that'd be interesting to see kind of uh, whether he goes as well. So, um, yeah, they have obviously lost some key players as well. So, and I, and I think the attitude maybe at times from that lead squad last season was a little bit disappointing. So, he's kind of got a bit of work there to kind of change that. So, um, I think they're going to be in and around there because I think they have still got the quality. And obviously, they are such a big club in that division. Um, Ellen Road, we all know, a fantastic stadium. And I think that's going to play a big part next season. Um, and obviously, it's going to be a really tr tough place to go. Um, but yeah, I'm less optimistic kind of about their chances of maybe going on to win the title. So, you know, kind of in and around the playoffs, I, th I think would definitely be a way to go here with Leeds. OK, then before we move on, I want to look at one of the outright markets, that being the Championship top scorer. So, Sam, if you were placing that bet today, 
Where would your money be going? So, just before I give my selection, this was actually surprisingly difficult. Uh, I don't know if you guys have much of a look at it yourselves, but like there's three players, uh, three of the top four in the market were all Leicester players. So, obviously, that can't happen. There's a clash there. So, you've got the likes of Dakar, you've got Vardy in there, nine at show. So, obviously, they've got to decide who's going to be their leading striker. So, straight away, I looked at it and go, right, you know what? I'm going to steer away from any of the real shorter odds favourites. And I thought, you know what? Go rogue. So, I've got a 40 to 1 selection. It's a guy yeah. that I've literally spoke about. And it's going to be Sinistera. So it's obviously not an out-and-out centre-forward, but I've got a feeling in the Championship this season, I don't think we're going to see like even Tony's or like Mitrovic sort of numbers from the, from the Golden Boot this year. I think it could be a little bit less goals. And I think that Sinistera, if he can stay fit this season, I think he's going to have a lot to say for Leeds. Um, I think he could be their main source of goals. And I think that 40-1, to one, just, I looked at it and I thought, do you know what? That might be worth a cheeky punt. Of course, Jamie. The same question goes to you. Who do you think will be the king of English football yeah. in terms of the second tier? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I've not gone for quite as big. I'm yeah. going to go for Che Adams with my pick. Um, I, As I said, I really like the look of Southampton this season. I think just the whole squad just looks, you know, re- re- I think it's a really good squad there. Um, and then, of course, Che Adams, he's probably going to be the guy leading the line for them. So he's going to be my pick at, at 12 to 1. I do also like the look of Ellis Sims, obviously just joined commentary. And um, uh, I think that that could be a really interesting one to look out for. Obviously, came in and did well at times for Everton. I was quite surprised they actually let him go. Um, obviously, he seems like quite a big talent as well. So I'm interested to see how he gets on. He's at 20 to 1. But uh, I think my number one pick is going to be Che Adams, just because I really like the look of Southampton. And uh, I, I think there's going to be plenty of supply into him. And uh Obviously, he's proven he can be a goal scorer. So, uh, yeah, Che Adams is my pick at 12-1. to 1. A very solid shout indeed. But now the summer break is finally over. That means we're going to go bet building once again as we look to construct another winner. This time we go to the Community Shield as Man City take on Arsenal. So this week, Sam, I'll log an anytime goal scorer from you, please. So for my anytime scorer, I'm going to be going for that man, Jack Grealish, 16-5. to 5. Uh, He stepped up in quite a few big games last season. Uh, scoring some big goals and I think that he's going to I mean it's a difficult one this because obviously we're not Jack's pre-season has been like and I think um, you know he's, he's obviously enjoyed himself so it'd be intrigued to see what shape he comes in and maybe you know if, if he's starting which is the big question here um, I think that yeah he'll want to start his season off in the, in the best possible fashion I think 16-5 to 5 for me is going to be the one and it, yeah Jack Grealish Fantastic and Jamie I'd like the over-under on the goals please mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this, this is going to be a really exciting game. I think two teams that, again, I think are going to be very much the, the two sides going at the top of the Premier League. Um, uh, and so I'm going to go for over 2.5 goals here as my pick. Um, as we know, so much kind of attacking talent on display for this one. Um, Arsenal looked really good in pre-season, especially going forward. They scored five past Barcelona, which was really interesting to see. Um, I think it's going to be a really good test for, for Arsenal and uh I do, as well, obviously, unfortunately, being a Spurs fan, I think they are in for a really exciting season, Arsenal. I just think that they've made some really good additions. Urien Timber, I think Kai Havertz will be really interesting to see how he gets on as well. So, yeah, Arsenal, they've done really well in the window. They've strengthened in in areas that they needed to do so. Um, So, yeah, I think this is going to be a really exciting game between two really good teams. Um, And I said plenty of goals and I'm going to go for over 2.5. Okay, then I'm going to go with Declan Rice to pick up a yellow card. 105 million is the transfer fee, and with the spotlight being on him, he might be a little too keen to impress. 
A scenario that, in my opinion, could lead to a booking in the middle of the park. So Rice takes one for the team. He takes one for us as he showed a caution at odds of 4-1. to one. Okay, then let's just recap our three picks. Sam's gone for Jack Greenish to score at any time. James gone for over 2.5 goals. And I've gone for Declan Rice to get a booking on Sunday. That's odds of 18 to 1, which means £10 on the betting slip, £190 in your back pocket. I hope it comes good for you. I hope it comes good for us. But now it's time straight into the long shot hacker. We go anywhere in the world on the hunt for odds between 2 to 1 and 5 to 1. Sam, you're up first this week. What have you got for me? So it's a Saturday fixture, this one, and we're going for the Championship. Uh, I'll be looking at the Canaries to win, and I fancy both teams to score against Hull. So that's paying 14 to 5. It's early doors in the season. I think there could be some rusty defences um, across the league. So I think we might see some quite high-scoring games over the weekend. With Norwich being at home, they'll want to get that first crucial win in the belts. And I think the first time of asking, you know, I think they'll do it. So I think Norwich to win and both teams to score at 14 to 5 looks like decent value. OK, then that's a great start. Jamie, what have you got up your sleeve? Yeah, I'm also going to the Championship and on the Saturday and I'm going to go for Huddersfield uh, to win away at Plymouth at 21 to 10. Obviously, it wouldn't be the best start to life in the Championship for Plymouth. Um, but Huddersfield, they've had a really good uh, pre-season. Uh, they've kept clean sheets in all four of their matches. They've won three of their four games as well. Um, Plymouth, they, their pre-season hasn't gone so well either. Uh, they lost 3-1 to Swindon on the weekend. So, uh, yeah, it's not, not been, the, as I said, not been the best pre-season for them. Uh, Huddersfield, they're coming with a bit of momentum. So uh, I'm going to go for them to win here at 21-10. to 10. OK, I'm off to the Community Shield and I'm going to actually get a back Arsenal to win. Now, City may have won the treble. Arsenal fell short at the back end of last season. And for this reason, I think the Gunners are going to be firing on Sunday. They've got something to prove. Now, whether this is an indication of what happens in the Premier League over the next few months, I'm not too sure. If Arsenal do win, you get the feeling their support is going to be bigging them up to the point of like, yes, this is it. This is our season. But regardless of the victory, if it happens, I don't think we can read too much into what happens in the Community Shield. However... I'm still going to take the decent value that Arsenal offer with a 90-minute win, odds of 7-2. And of course, check out freebets.com for the best insight and betting tips ahead of this weekend. Right, let's focus on some more championship topics now as we focus on the yo-yo clubs. First up, the Hawthorns and Sam. With West Brom having money worries, is this going to impact their hopes of earning promotion at the end of the season? Yeah, undoubtedly it's going to have a massive impact, I think, on the baggage chances. Uh, with more money than ever you've seen being thrown across the league uh, it's arguably one of the most competitive divisions in the world isn't it so the remainder of the transfer window is obviously going to give us a clear outlook I'd say to where they're going to be come towards the end of the season I think for me it's just important that they get through to January and kind of know where they are uh, so they can then look at what they do with the squad and obviously the money that they've got outlaid uh, they can you know look at do we need to sell do we need to buy do we just need to maintain so I think get through to January see where but I think, yeah, it's going to be a difficult season this one for the baggies, unfortunately. Yeah, I think also off-the-field protests won't help. I know they kind of delayed them at the back end of last season because West Brom were on the fringes of the playoffs and the fans sort of felt, well, is that going to help their cause? They kind of stepped back, but I feel that when you hit the reset button, if West Brom don't get off to a good start, those protests are probably going to surface again, add that to the money worries while they're protesting, etc, etc. And you kind of just look at the picture at the Hawthorns and think yeah. that's not really a picture which says promotion at the moment. But Jamie, you can almost say the same at Watford because Watford manager Bingo sees Valerian Ismail <laughs> back in, well actually I say back in, he's in the Vicarage Road hot seat for now. For how long, we don't know. But because of that, are they too much of a risk when it comes to betting? Because you know almost there's going to be some form of disruption. If yeah. Ismail gets the whole season... You know, even then, it's not a really a guarantee of being in the Premier League next time round. So, would you be steering clear of Watford from a betting point of view? 
Yeah, I, th I think so. I mean, look, as well, they had a pretty underwhelming campaign last season. They finished 11th overall. Um, I think as well, you just look at some of the other teams around them and, and, and obviously fighting at the top of the, the table. We mentioned some of them earlier. I think there is far too much quality uh, for Watford to kind of really compete. Um, they've also lost a major quality. Obviously, João Pedro gone to Brighton. Ismail Assar's finally gone as well. He's gone to Marseille. Kong, I think, is a big, uh, big loss in defence. Um, so, yeah, I, unfortunately for Watford, I, I think it's going to be another tricky season for them. And uh, as you mentioned, I'm sure we're going to see some managerial changes throughout the season. But, uh, yeah, th th this is a team I would be sticking steering clear of. I think the, the problem with Watford, obviously, the manager issue ongoing is always that kind of... It's gone past a joke now. It's almost a certainty as to when they're going to change managers. And I think because it's so transient, you look at Watford and think... What is their identity? What does this club stand for? What are they about? And until a manager can really put that footprint on the club, I can't see them getting into the Premier League anytime soon. So Ishmael is a good appointment, but of course you're going into that lion's den of Vicarage Road and you could be there for, what, 10 weeks, three months, what have you, and you're gone and you start again. So yeah, I think if you're a Watford supporter, even the most ardent ones probably aren't going to be thinking promotion is around the corner. But Norwich are another team that failed to return to the Premier League last season. David Wagner was installed halfway through the previous campaign. So Sam, do you reckon that experience could have the Canaries singing at the end of the season? They're currently 9-2 for promotion. Yeah, so I think it's a bet that I prefer the look of to say the likes of like a Middlesbrough, three uh, to one. I think the price is bigger, obviously, with this one nine to two. Uh, I, I think they've got a stronger squad than teams like Middlesbrough as well. I think we spoke about it a bit earlier, but I think there is kind of like a top three that do have that clear edge in terms of the squad depth and the squad abilities and the money at their disposal, perhaps as well. Uh, so I do think there's going to be potentially two or three teams that maybe run away at the top, but then it's about who is making them play playoff numbers. And I think the Norwich could be one of those teams. So I think 92 is not a bad price, to be quite honest with you, from what I've seen. With the likes of Sargent and Aaron's as well, there's two players that I really do like the look of in this league. Uh, and I think, yeah, I think Norwich will be there or thereabouts. So yeah, I'd say 92 is not a bad price. I think it'll be interesting to see what they do without Timu Puki. Obviously, he's moved on. They're talisman for a number of years. Not quite at the same level last season. You could sort of see the legs have started to go. But if they can solve that conundrum up top, 92 is not a bad price for a top two finish. So then, JB, we've just got Sam's viewpoint on Norwich. What's your take on matters at Carrow Road? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm not so keen on in terms of Norwich in terms of going for promotion this season. I think it's going to be maybe a, a tricky season for them. Um, obviously, you mentioned them losing Timu Puki. I think that that's going to be a big blow for them, obviously losing that number of goals. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see how they do get on. Um, having said that, they have had a decent pre-season, though. They've gone undefeated in six they're facing decent teams. They've joined with the likes of AZ Alkmaar. Um, they've also beat Olympiacos on the weekend. So that was that was an interesting one. Um, I just don't think they're going to have quite enough quality um, compared to the other teams to, to, to really push and, and, and uh, you know, go for promotion. So, uh, yeah, I, I think they will kind of just fall short in, in terms of the race for promotion. But, uh, yeah, an interesting team nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, also interesting are Ipswich. They're 5-1 to one to earn back-to-back -back promotions. Of course, they were in League One this time last season. Kieran McKenna was a, well, an inspired appointment, it must be said. They're looking set to mix it with the second-tier big boys. 5-1 to one's going to be a big shout, but the Championship is a strange beast at the best of times, so it's probably worth a little look. But, of course, we cannot forget the relegation markets either because, Sam, it's Rotherham, who are the shortest price to go down at the moment, 7-4. to four. Now, they have a habit of keeping their heads above water, but will their luck run out this time? Yeah, I mean, I think it's difficult for me to back any team in the Championship to be relegated when it's like 74 sort of odds. I think it's more common place, obviously, in the Premier League. You see odds on selections. I mean, uh, for a fact that Luton are 
four Slovens to go down. I think Sheffield United obviously just got up there four to six in the uh, in the Premier League to go down. So it's quite common in that they sit. But I think where the Championship we spoke about earlier, just the competitive nature of it, and there are so many teams that could be there or thereabouts that I think seven to four for a season-long bet. I think it's not one of them that kind of grabs my attention. Uh, and obviously we've seen it over the years with Rotherham as well. You know, when it gets to it, like they seem to have these ridiculous inflatable armbands and rubber rings that just keep them afloat. So I think for me, yeah, do you know what? I'll be backing them to make the lucky escape again and uh, find safety on land somewhere and, yeah, remain in the Championship. I think there's also a, another wild card you have to take into account in the Championship, and that's points deductions. That's obviously boosted Rotherham's chances across the last seasons. I know Reading and Wigan had terrible points deductions last season, which would have helped their cause Rotherham. So you don't know. There's probably a team lurking with administration hanging over their heads. If they get points deducted, that helps Rotherham. So if you're looking at a 7-4 to four market without knowing what's going to happen in terms of finances across the season, it's a short return for quite a hefty punt really quite a big leap of faith so it's a market you need to approach with caution but if we stay in that market Jamie let's look at Plymouth because like Ipswich they were promoted last season it kind of looks like they've got pretty much the same squad as last season but they did get 101 points at that level so the bookmakers are predicting a struggle for Stephen Schumacher's men do you agree? Yeah, I mean, I, I do think they will kind of struggle this season. Obviously, had a fantastic year in, in, in League One last year. Really interesting to kind of see them come up. Um, one of the players they did lose was uh, Nar Ennis, and I think that that could be a bit of a blow for them. He's, he's a guy who scored quite a few goals for them last season. Um, he's gone to Blackburn on a free transfer, so I'm interested to see kind of how, how that affects them. But uh, yeah, as I said, obviously really good in League One last season. But uh, I think this is going to be a bit of a step up for them. And uh, I think they are going to be a team that are going to be struggling near the bottom. I'd love to see them kind of, uh, obviously, a great club, Plymouth. But I, as I said, I'd love to see them just stay up. But uh, I think it's going to be very difficult for them. Yeah, we shouldn't overlook Chef Wednesday, of course, got promoted in dramatic fashion in both winning the playoff semi-final and the playoff final at Wembley. They've got new manager after the rather ridiculous sacking of Darren Moore over the summer. You do wonder how that's going to um, affect their plans in the championship. Also, kind of mentions of budgeting issues there as well so it all doesn't seem well at Hillsborough but then you've got you know wildcard teams like I don't know sort of Sunderland, Middlesbrough, uh, Coventry they're going to be looking for promotion, Blackburn they fell off at the tail end of last season in terms of running out of steam you know they look like a playoff club for most of the season then fell away right at the end so they're eight ones get promoted but they are sort of going through transition in terms of players leaving and that kind of stuff I know Ben Brereton's moved on, Bradley Dax moved on um, Ashley Phillips might go into Tottenham so you do wonder if 8-1 is going to be a good price for Blackburn I mean there's so many stories in the championship that are going to unfold across the season but now we go to our correct score bet so I just want a correct score bet from you both it doesn't matter where it is in the world I just want that outcome spot on so Sam you're up first what have you got for me? So I have gone over to Ellen Road uh, Sunday noon and I'm going to go for a home win here uh, so yeah I'm going to go for Leeds to win 2-1 and the price for that is 7-1 that's a lovely shout. And Jamie, what have you got up your sleeve? Yeah, I'm going to go for Leicester for my pick and I'm going to get the, get the, have them going off to a good start with a 3-1 win over Coventry. Uh, they're at home as well. So I think this should be a fairly straightforward win for them. That's at 11-1. Um, Coventry, I do think they can contribute somewhat. Obviously, 12, they scored 12 goals in, in four preseason matches as well. Obviously, as I mentioned, Ellis Sims coming in as well. So that'd be interesting to see if he can get off the mark. And as I said, I think they can get on the score sheet, but Leicester should be too strong. 3 1 win at 11 to 1. Okay, then let's shine some light on League One now and the favourites to lift the title. 
They are Derby. They're 9-2. Sam, do you reckon this could be the campaign where they earn their return to the second tier? Yeah, I, I, can, I, I think they can do it. I'm not sure about in terms of winning the league. I think 9-2 might be a little bit like, a little bit short. I think it's going to be another competitive league. I think there's a team that you're actually going to ask Jamie about in a minute that I think is better value uh, for me. But I think Derby will be definitely playoffs. Uh, it's whether they can get, obviously, one of the automatic places, but I think 92 possibly a little bit on the short side for me. Now, Jamie, we all fell in love with Barnsley on the show last season. There's no doubt about that. The Barnsley Express nearly took us to the promotion of the championship. They are third favourites to win the title odds of 9-1. to But how big a blow will the departure of Michael Duff be <laughs> to the Tykes? Yeah, I mean, it was obviously really disappointing to see him go over the summer and uh, obviously did a fantastic job um, at Oakwell. Um, and yeah, it was just disappointing to see him go just because, you know, he looked like he was building something there. And, um, you know, we all know that it was a big blow for them. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do get in. Obviously, Neil Collins is the man who's coming to replace him. I think this is a very interesting appointment. Obviously, he's a guy who's been in the US managing there since uh, 2018. So, I'm going to be very interested to see how he does coming over to England and, and kind of making that step up there. And obviously, Barnsley, I think there will be a team that are definitely in and around that, in and around the promotion spots again. So, uh, yeah, hopefully they can be up there. You know, it'd be great for, for Craig and obviously a team that we all really want to do well this season. So, uh, yes, I do think they will be there. But uh, it's going to be very interesting to see kind of how Neil Collins gets on. Yeah, we've certainly bought our tickets to the Barnsley Express this season, so hopefully it gets the job done this time around. But as for League Two, the bookmakers have been caught up in the Wrexham hype, probably understandably, but the North Wales outfit are currently priced at 10-3 to to win the title. Sam, do you think their budget will blow the competition out of the water? I don't think it will this time round. Yeah, I think it's a little bit short on the price again, is this one. Um, I think if you look at the Salford model, for example, I think teams are, well, Sorry, fans, a lot of people were trying to say that Salford should be coming into that league and, you know, replicating the uh, successes that they had in previous campaigns with their promotions and stuff like that. But I think there is a noticeable step up sometimes in this league. I think they will be around the playoffs, potentially, maybe mid-table playoffs. Um, yeah, but I think in terms of winning the title, 10-3, to 3, I'm not so sure the first time of asking they'll get there. I think it could be two or three seasons for them to really sort of get to grips with the demands of the league and just getting used to how it is and obviously getting the right players to get them over the line. Well, Jamie, you could also say the same about other promoted outfit, Notts County. They're also hotly tipped before the weekend gets underway. How does 13-8 to 8 sound for them to reach League One at the end of this coming season? Yeah, yeah, really interesting to see them kind of come into this season as, as third favourites for promotion. Um, but I think that's maybe for good reason. You look at some of the attackers they've got, I, I think they certainly could be in for a good season. They've obviously got Macaulay Longstaff, um, he is the favourite to win the to win the Golden Boot this season in the division. Um, he scored 42 times in the National League last season, so it's going to be really interesting to see if he can fire them to promotion. They've also signed David uh, David McGoldrick as well. I think it's uh, another interesting signing. He netted 22 times in League One last season for Derby, so that looks like a really astute signing for them. Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, there'll be a team to definitely keep an eye on next season, Notts County, and uh, as I said, with that firepower should definitely be up there. So, uh, yes, I, I think they're definitely a team to keep an eye on. We'll certainly be keeping an eye on Leeds 1 and 2, but now we're going to keep an eye on the Scottish Premiership as it gets underway again this weekend. So it's time to find some value north of the border. Sam, you get champion Celtic as they play host to Ross County on Saturday lunchtime. Yeah, so initially it took me a while to find my bets going on this one. Obviously, with Celtic's price as short as 1-10 to, to win, and there's 
we quite often do see with Celtic at a home game in the Scottish uh, Premier League. But yeah, I think it was a difficult one at first. But actually, when I dig deep into it, I surprised myself with this one. So, Celtic to win both teams to score at 6-4 to four is where I'm looking at. So, five of the Hoops' last six home games ended with both teams getting on the score sheet towards the back end of the season last year. So, I think there's a chance that they could concede. And Ross County, four of their last six away games at the back end of last season and with both teams getting on the score sheet. So, yeah, Celtic winning both teams to score at 6-4 is probably where I'd be putting my bets here. Yeah, I must admit, I did give you a tough one, Sam, but you've come up trumps there. So, Jamie, you've got the same challenge, but this time you go to Rangers' trip to Kilmarnock at Rugby Park. What's the best value bet that you can find? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna back them to make a strong start to the season. I think it's going to be a fairly comfortable win over Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock, they're a team that kind of struggled last season. So, yeah, as I said, maybe a straightforward win for Rangers here to kind of kick off the new season. So I'm going to go for them to win both halves at 12-5. Uh, to 5. Great shot there. Okay, it's time for our final bit of business. It's the odds on threefold. We all pick a leg each. We combine it into an acre. We try and go for bets over one to two, but less than evens. And let's see if we can get another winner over the line. So, Sam, you're up first. What have you got for me? So, it's a team that I spoke of earlier. I was quite confident with this one. I think Norwich at home, so Hull, is going to be the bet for me. It's four to six for Norwich to get the job done. I think they want to start the season strongly. And like I said to you, I do like the, the squad that they've got in place. Some really good players there. Uh, and I think they'll just be too strong for Hull on the day. So, 4-6, Norwich win is my selection. Fantastic. He's gone all in on Norwich. Jamie, what have you got up your sleeve? Yeah, so obviously lots of talk about the Football League so far. So, I wanted to go for something a little bit different. And uh, I'm going to go for the Champions League uh, playoffs. And uh, one of the teams I think is definitely going to win here is going to be Dynamo Zagreb. They face SC Astana in, in the Champions League qualifying, as I said. Um, they won the first leg 4-0. And uh, I think this should be another comfortable win for them. In the second leg, too, uh, they're four to five uh, to win later on today. So, uh, yeah, definitely back in Denimo's Zagreb to win here. Okay, I'm going to bring it back to the EFL, and I'm off to West Sussex as Crawley play host to Bradford. And with Crawley being tipped by many to finish bottom of League Two this season, this odds-on pick should be a rather simple one, because Bradford under Mark Hughes reached the playoffs at the end of last season and will hope to fare better come next May. They'll look to dust off that disappointment with an opening weekend win, and that's precisely what I'm predicting as I just sneak in with odds of evens. Right, that brings us up to full time, so I just need to do the admin before we wrap up. As mentioned before, if any of these bets take your fancy, make sure to visit the free bets website, and now I just need to thank my duo of top guests. Sam, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I hope you enjoyed that one. Loved it, mate. Thank you very much for having me, boys. I'm looking forward to the new season. Absolutely, and Jamie, thanks for your time and sharing your betting insights with me. Yeah, well, good. Thanks, Dan. And obviously, fantastic to be back and, and talking about football again on a Wednesday. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, lots of exciting chat today about the football. Looking forward to it on the weekend. I mentioned earlier the championship looking really exciting this season. We mentioned some really exciting teams and uh, yeah, really looking forward to it. Cheers, mate. And also to the listeners out there. And with that said, it just leads me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Odds On podcast. And until next time, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>